1: Yeah expect killing, dress spilling and flesh ripping impressive in it the death bringing his head spinning just kidding every word in his song's about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog, dog. 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 oh my gosh <laughs> the bitty bad boys the bitty bad boys are back in the room <laughs> yes romish rang an and Tom davis we're well, inside wolf the Wolf and, and Owl podcast. Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl.
2: Have you finished your Invisalign now? I don't want to talk about it. Your teeth are banging, boy. Do they?
1: Yeah, yeah they good. They've no, got a mirror. they still got a crooked thing going on there. I can't wait to run it like that. Um, I uh, got vegan fish and chips today. I've just finished eating them. Vegan fish and chips? How does the vegan fish and chips work? I don't know. I've had, I've had vegan. I've gone to vegan fish and chips place for use banana leaf, no banana blossom, banana blossom. But I don't banana think, blossom. What, what was that? I in my hand there, but um, <laughs> but uh, this wasn't banana blossom. It's some sort of
2: fish simulation. Do you think? How far away do you think it is that we'll just stop eating animals entirely? Well, I'd love that. Yeah, no, but you, it's got to be happening soon, right? No, I don't think Mate, so. You, when you a,
1: say when you say stop eating animals entirely. My, do you mean nobody on
2: earth eats animals? Is that what you're asking me? Mate, the way, where I see things happening, mate, they are coming up with such a... I had an amazing Beyond Meat burger the other day. I know it's probably old hat to sort of like a maverick vegan like you, but it was thoroughly delicious.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you're you're exactly the sort of person that has a decent veggie burger and thinks that means that humanity is going to stop eating meat very soon. That That is absolutely... Because you've discovered Beyond Meat, Oh my God, I've got a fucking phone caller. Um, Are yeah. you getting phone calls on your laptop? Yeah. It just came up with like a phone call. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Um,
1: I find that quite invasive, actually.
2: What is on I mean? your laptop? You need to, what you need to do is because what you've done is collaborated all of your Appleware. So everything comes up at the start. I bet it went off your watch, your phone, your iPad. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you've got to be careful of that, man. It's not good for your headspace. How often do you have no, to do not right. disturb on, on your, on your, uh, watch and phone and stuff? I don't. You never have it on.
1: No. And I've noticed you have it. And then what can I ask you a question when, when you have, do not disturb. So when I text you, when you've got do not disturb, which seems to be from about 10 past eight in the evening with you, yep. um, it, then it says it's eight o'clock, eight o'clock you have do not disturb.
2: Yeah. Three to the morning. Um,
1: well, it, I'll send you a text, and then it will go something like "Tom's got do not disturb," and then it says "notify anyway." And is that I was me, put...
2: notifying anyway. That means like no, you're I... a guy at the bar who like, oh, excuse me, please. Oh, hello, hello, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Um,
1: the implication there being that <laughs> of the two of us, I'm the thirstier texter, which we both know is not the case.
2: Oh mate, oh, I, I know who the thirstier texter is. <laughs> This is a well-travelled path within this relationship. <laughs> I'm the thirstiest um, texter going. I'm mm-hmm. Mr. Thirsty when it comes to texting. If I like you, if if I don't, you yeah, you see the other side. Mm.
1: I um, uh, I've eaten three donuts today. What vegan once?
2: Yeah. What What's going on? You're eating it. It seems like you're just you're spiraling out of you're spiraling into a whole new world.
1: Well, it, I um. I came up to Glasgow with the intention of eating healthily. I did manage it for about three days. Right. Wow. And um I've gone off the rails quite badly. Last night I had a massive curry. Um I drank. And then this morning. Actually, this morning wasn't that bad, but then they brought in donuts, because we're getting to the end of the series. How much longer you got left filming? Two days.
2: Wow.
1: So yeah, so they brought in donuts. And then the part of the problem is if you're one of the only vegans on campus. They'll, like, they'll feel like they have to... It's very nice, but they sort of over-cater for you. Yes, so basically, I bought yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a, a, a whole box of 12 vegan donuts to deliver to my That's room. what they
2: did on the other job that we did. They brought in so yeah, many so you, vegans. I know you're not
1: talking about King Gary because the vegan provision on that production was a fucking joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we only had you there.
1: Yeah, I know that. I'm fully aware of that because you're all tucking into hot... Like when the fucking late-night snacks came out when we were filming late into the night... Everybody's tucking into hot dogs and burgers, and then I get told about one hummus and vegetable sandwich that's fucking knocking about at the back of a box like it was there from a previous shoot. <laughs> no, it was there from a previous day when you weren't there. Yeah, I know it was. Uh, yeah, the, you might find there's a crust on the hummus, Ron, but that's actually it actually adds to it. <laughs> no,
2: on, on the on the, the voiceover job we did recently.
1: Oh mate, that was like next, yeah, that was next level, wasn't
2: it? I've got to say though, they did just bring in. Uh, Sweet, sweet donuts, vegan donuts. They didn't actually cater for someone who is a vegan.
1: Well, I guess they were really rolling the dice on those vegan donuts being good enough to satisfy the non-vegan.
2: You know, palate. it was a better one because they're thoroughly delicious. And you know, actually, what I found even more delicious than eating them was watching you enjoy them. Now, as you know, I'm very self-conscious about eating, so oh. you know, tread carefully. What, what was it? What- no, I, like, no, because you did this cute thing when you eat a sugary snack, right? You, yeah, you take a bite take another bite and you put it on your plate and delicately lick your fingers and then sort of like take another bite. It's really it yeah. cute.
1: Yeah. Whereas I would love to comment on your bites, but you just inhale the whole fucking thing. Do you need a, do you need a, a dish or anything? To... No,
2: I'll be right. This ain't going to touch the ground. Don't worry about that. I do have a problem with inhaling f- food. That's not, it's not a problem. Catherine says you need to enjoy it more, you just push it into your mouth. I yeah, find but you do nice. enjoy it, don't you? Uh yeah, sometimes I think I should do it. When I see you like delicately, delicately <laughs> sort of like, you know, really enjoying every single little morsel of it, like you know, the lips of the fingers. The sort I of- don't I do, this licking
1: the fingers thing, you're making it out like I do it a lot. I don't do it a lot. No, this, right. This is you. Mm. Mm, that's delicious. Can you do less noises for the podcast? Is that all right so that people really get what you're doing? <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, yummy. Um, that's lovely. And also, if anyone wants, because you know what's going live, mate, the mukbang episode is definitely happening.
1: Okay, so, so I didn't know there was actually a poll on this, so talk to me about it. What, what did you do? Because I didn't see a poll. I just saw the clip go up. So what happened?
2: So I've put up uh, a poll. It's 73% of people saying yes. It's 27% saying no. The sort of basic three, quor- three quarters of the Do you know the- what?
1: I'm going to say to you now, that's actually a worse ratio than I thought it was going to be. If anything, I think that's What's evidence just- that the-,
2: the mukbang shouldn't happen. Really? Mate, what? I think that the 73% of people that want it to happen. Antonia, by the way, shout out Antonia, more than um, up for sneaking some food into the studio recording. She was that we've being sarcastic.
1: She was being sarcastic. Full disclosure, she's being sarcastic. She-, she, was no, doing- out- she was taking the piss up. She was taking the piss basically we've got a wolf in our (laughs) whatsapp group and tony's on the whatsapp group she listened to the episode and she said sarcastically i'll
2: put on a balaclava and bring in a load of food i actually Um, didn't tell her sarcastic i thought that she was really eager like that's sort of like a little bit of excitement that she's really going to look forward to why would she look forward to that bringing in food me that could be a really cool thing to do she could tell we've talked about it. she can tell people forever that she was the person who just snuck the food in it's like being in sort of i don't know frost versus nixon or whatever Okay. Um, well, I think she's being sarcastic. I, I get
1: maybe do a poll. What? Do a poll on a. So, do you think the WhatsApp you haven't seen is Antonia being sarcastic or not?
2: Is that what <laughs> you're well, asking? Yeah, we could do a bit like, like a one person poll to uh, Antonia. Do you ever get really hot, but you can feel the heat just coming from your feet? What? Now, I've got have, you got under-floor, have you got underfloor heating? Yeah, but I've got it off at yeah. the moment because it'd be insane to have it on now, wouldn't it?
1: Not, not necessarily. So, I feel so hot. What are you it. doing right now under the table? This is disgusting. <laughs> what I'm having to look at now. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm pulling
2: my socks off. Oh, put the old socks. towel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there. That's <off>. Oh, god. <laughs> oh, That's horrible. Sorry, I
1: don't want to know that you've got bare feet now for some reason. Because like <laughs> the whole time I'm talking to you, I think of your little fucking poseable toes gripping the desk. Legs or whatever. I don't want to think about
2: it <laughs> How mad that you just said. I literally, my toes are gripping onto the uh oh, yeah, <laughs> the chair. I hate that like a shit. pterodactyl just viewing the, the world behind
1: him, ready to oh, take flight. God. I hate that shit. I hate it. Um I was at dinner the other night with a couple of people from production mm-hmm. and they did something which I then did. I copied them. Basically, okay. they don't know I copied them unless like, they've been talking about me behind my back After They, in the middle of their meal, stopped eating to sort of talk for a bit. What? Yeah. So like... What, purposely? Or was it the conversation? No, by accident, just... by accident. No, like they were like eating and then we were getting into conversation and they sat back from the plates and started chatting.
2: Well, so, well, hold up, hold up. Well, before you fero- ferociously jumped on me then, with like all the... <laughs> And then, by the way, oh, <laughs> all your eyes rolled, um, <laughs> the nasty little cat, uh, my point was this. Was the conversation piece that started so interesting that it brought a halt to the meal, Or was it... I mean, the
1: conversation was interesting. Whether it's interesting... I, I don't think I've ever been involved in a conversation that's interesting enough for me to stop eating mid-meal, but that's what happened.
2: Well, obviously, you do. I... Just to lick your fingers is after a little pause fresh. <laughs>
1: Well, in contrast to you, that will finish your meal while the first person is completing their first sentence of their conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but what, what did they do then? Did you? So you copied them because obviously you couldn't. Well, because
1: and... I'm, I'm very paranoid about finishing my food before everybody else does. It's a problem. Right. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't like sitting there with an empty plate and everyone else is still eating
2: because it, it just makes me feel like a greedy little fuck. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I look at food a bit like a race. What, what? If I see someone else who's eating quickly, I, I, I'm a little bit like, you so, know... So um,
1: tell me, how many meals, just on average, rough estimate, how many of your meals a day are you eating in prison?
2: <laughs> no, I look at it like, if you've got someone else who's eating quick, it's a bit like, you know, the cars in the F1 that you follow around. Yeah. Like that one, the pace car. That's how I look at it. If you've got a really quick eater, you try and yeah, keep why? Why? to keep up Yeah, but why? 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 I just, I don't know. I just think with food, it's just got to go in quick. Yeah, why? I'm, that, I'm usually, I,
1: I think that's pretty much the opposite of accepted wisdom now.
2: Oh yeah, but I, I enjoy eat, eating quickly. Yeah, I, but it's, it's not, I enjoy, is, I'm enjoying, it. I guess I'm enjoying the food enough to sort of push it into my face. When it comes to a meal time, do you snack between meals? Try not to, but I don't. I, I'm trying not to. I'm just, I'm hitting my, so I'm really hungry when I get to a meal.
1: Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to step up my own. God, I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. I I'm trying to drink more water.
2: Wait, it's all life's about H2O is so important for you, bro. Oh god, I don't want okay. <laughs> Well, what? What, how much are you drink in a day? Yes. Yeah, like you should have one of these, by with you at all times. A, a single pick... use plastic bottle. I don't think <laughs> I should. <laughs> or like get one of those sort of like cool ones that you can get, I don't know, whether like a picture of Homer Simpson on or something. Yeah. Um, or like Hello I, do Kitty. Have, I do have I do
1: have one of those. But I've left it at weakest link. But um, yeah, I but uh, you My problem is, it, it, makes is th- yeah, yeah. it makes me want to piss off. Yeah, but it makes me want to piss time. I find I'm it. Urinating. I find it incredibly
2: inconvenient
1: to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, but at our age, we I, I urinate so much at the moment. I actually thought I was going to wet myself today. You ever do um, that thing? I came to the train station right, and yeah. I was I was sort of quite looking forward. I, like I needed a wee, and then I thought, you know what? I don't want to go here. I'm going to try and get to the office. My office is about 1.3 miles away. Yeah. So, well, it is 1.3 miles away, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: A- a- about 1.3 <laughs> isn't a thing, is it?
2: <laughs> no. So I start walking. As I'm sort of setting up on, off on my way, I start realising that actually I shouldn't have taken the expedition on and I should, probably should have gone when I had the chance. And then the That's rest, right. you know you know that walk that you do and like the, the praying, you don't bump into anyone you know because I, I started getting a real scuttle on. Because mm. I was, dark. my bladder felt absolutely like it was going to explode. Yeah, I got to the office. There's a guy called Jonathan there, who's very, very sweet, but he's uh, also very chatty. Yeah. So um, and I usually love a chat, as you know. I get yeah. there, and he's he went, oh, you know, oh, hello, Tom. How are you doing? All right. You know, nice weekend. I went, Jonathan, mate. I'm so, so sorry. I'm dying for a piss. Should have gone at the station, but I didn't. And then I just ran to the toilet.
1: I once was so desperate for a shit, I sat on a toilet without. Is it Victoria? And I was on the train. Three bridges to Victoria it takes about forty-five minutes. No. Oh, wow. And I developed a fear of shitting on a train uh, after an incident that I don't want to discuss on the podcast. What but, really? Um, yeah. You can't say that, and then just. It's disgusting. It is dis- I don't. I don't want to talk about.
2: It. We've. We. It can't. We. We look you you can't te- you can't come off the back of saying to people how like that you're drinking more water and then flirt with probably the story of all stories i've never heard it it's this not the, tale. it's
1: not the story of all stories it's just a bit embarrassing and i don't, like i i actually i basically, basically basically i was sat on a train right. and i really needed to go through, i had a bad stomach right. and i went into a i went into a toilet and I went and found like a like a, a sort of you know, there's like some that are big and basically announced to the carriage that you're going in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like and the then shout, if you yeah. want, yeah, and then if you wander up, there's like sort of more old-fashioned ones that have kind of got just like I open love and those ones. Up.
2: I absolutely yeah. adore those with the sliding doors. Yeah. So
1: nice. I went into I went into one of those and I was in there for a long time. Right. Right. Just sort of dealing with the situation that my stomach presented me with. Okay. and yeah. it was horrific and I reckon rough estimate four stations right? <laughs> and I'm not talking about nearby so talk stations Redhill Red I Hill. went from I would say I went from Gatwick to Clapham <laughs> right. fucking hell. you went through
2: <laughs> East Croydon <laughs> East Croydon's the longest stop on that line as well bro I know I know I know wow. I know yeah well, to yeah. be fair that's Almost a way to do it because probably most people thought you got off the train. Well, that's what I hoped. Uh, except um, you please,
1: I, You didn't go back to your seat. I didn't go back to my seat. No, um, I went to a different seat. But um, that was only after I opened the door to find somebody waiting to use the toilet.
2: <laughs> How bad was it that what you had? You cleaned up behind after yourself. I, I was this is how
1: bad it was i had cleaned up after myself i'm not a fucking animal but it was such a horrible situation that i was contemplating emailing the train company to tell them to decommission that carriage
2: (laughs) 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 have you ever had the one when you go into like a train or you know and it's uh... yeah but
1: tom hold on i haven't told you the the final detail
2: oh god okay
1: as i open the door and there's somebody waiting their face physically changed (laughs) What did they do? They like, like grimaced <laughs> as the as I sort of came out. Oh god, it was horrible. What, what did you Fucked say? I didn't say anything. I was too embarrassed because, like, in those situations, whenever you see that happen in a film, they go, "Oh, the guy before oh. me was an absolute nightmare."
2: Yeah, but that's what I that's what I do. That's what I've done that before. But when yeah, it but has I, been the but person I knew me. that I knew that I'd been there since Gatwick. So...
1: Yeah i don't know how long they've been waiting there
2: for trust me by the way no one's waiting from Gatwick to clapham to go to the toilet i know that but
1: the, you know they, even east croydon to clapham is a situation isn't
2: it well yeah minutes 10 minutes 12 minutes isn't
1: it yeah yeah so you know what am i saying it was so bad that it's outlasted the 12 minutes that i was in there and by the way for 12 minutes i was cleaning up i mean what you know <laughs> none of this holds up does it
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad I, I've anyway, been in a situation it's, it, where I've gone in yeah. and it's someone's left a mess and I've had to then come out and go, look, by the way, this was here before I was. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually had a thing on the trade today. There was a guy, I was on, um, and he ate a banana, which I think is a big move on a train because it's quite loud. Why? Because it's have a loud sort of fruit. No, it How is it loud? Bananas. I can eat a banana That's now that you, that
1: might, you, you You might have named the quietest fruit to eat.
2: <laughs> no way. No way.
1: Well, tell me a quieter fruit than banana.
2: A blueberry. Fair enough. You've absolutely nailed that. Mango.
1: Is a mango is a mango? There's quiet, a sloppy it?
2: sound to a banana. I could close there's my sloppy, eyes. There's
1: a sloppy sound to a mango.
2: I don't think a mango is as sloppy as a banana by any means. I actually think it's offensive to even say that.
1: Well, first of all, if we're talking about the actual fruit itself, yeah, a mango is clearly sloppier than a banana. I mean, there's
2: no debate. Yeah, but eating it, I reckon you could stealthily eat a mango. Well, you've got to peel it first. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have mango pieces, by all means. Okay. Fine. Bananas, what? you could never do that, could you? Because you've got a pill of banana. This is the point. So he's eating this banana, right? And then he puts the banana skin on the seat next to him. Okay, that's bad. Right? And I sort of see the banana skin. And then we all get to the station at the uh, end of the line. And he gets up, and I said, oh, you're not taking your banana skin with you? Oh, God. And he was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I was like, mm, all right. I was like, no way did he forget it. I mean, he literally, five minutes before we were putting into the main station, was sitting there with the banana skin there. Okay. He, he literally. Is that, is that the sort of thing that bothers you? Was well, a dirty old banana skin left on the train? Yeah, it does. I think mean, it's what, disgusting. I mean, why was that the easier
1: option than just picking it up yourself and putting it in the bin? Because anyway? it was
2: his banana skin. Why should I just let it you know. well, 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 How tragic would I have had to be to say, oh, good morning, mate. Have a good, enjoy the rest of your week. And then, as he walked off, pick up his banana skin. Well,
1: here's a, here's a hint. Don't talk to fucking strangers on the train.
2: That's a little bit of advice for mate, you. If someone's just gonna eat a banana, which I would arguably say is not a fruit that you can just, because like an apple, there's hardly anything left. The core, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, well done for naming a much noisier fruit than a banana, by the way.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, right? A banana, you can't just go around and leave, I, I think littering like that is pretty disgusting.
1: It is disgusting. I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying, like, I don't. What would think you have done in that situation? I would have picked it up and put it in the bin myself. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't. I de- there's fucking. I, I don't even know what it would take for me to say somebody. You're gonna well, take the I think you're starting him. off the
2: week with a big L then, though. Why? Because if he sees you again, he'll probably just go. Oh, I've got a bag of crisps, and it, it almost like will just hand them to you when he's finished and go. Oh, you're the guy who picks up everyone's litter. It's <laughs> so, I,
1: th- I think. I, I mean, it's pretty far fetched that scenario, isn't it? I suddenly gain a reputation every time I get off the train there's a, just a mountain of rubbish I want like, will take care of this just leave it on the seat next to me is that what you're envisioning happening
2: no just this one guy who's basically like oh yeah I mean guess, guess what I saw on the train today who Robert Shrag and I oh he's really funny I love his stuff yeah he's cool he does a podcast with that other guy right and then he turns around and says oh but I left this horrible grotty old banana skin on the seat next to me he picked up and walked all the way down the platform outside the station to a bin. What train are you on that's not got a bin in it, by the way? But uh, you're not allowed um uh, bins on platforms still.
1: Yeah, but on the train
2: there's bins, isn't there? Yeah, I mean not the I didn't see any there. Uh, okay, I've, fine. Anyway, I'd this say, I
1: mean this is I mean the the level of detail we're getting into here, I, I, I'm barely fucking interested. I can't imagine what it's like listening to this.
2: I think it really is calling out for those impersonal ones.
1: The, the, the point is, is that it would take a lot for me to talk to a stranger in that sort of a situation because I, I just don't know. It's like one, I'm sort of not good with confrontation. Two, I, I, I'd get frightened that they're going to say, "Well, actually, I've got banana skin blindness," and it's a thing where when I put the banana, it's like a condition I've got, and I've just plucked up the courage to be able to leave my house and, and live with it. And they've just highlighted it to me in front of everyone. So thanks, you know, like be some awful shit at like Mario, that. Out,
2: wouldn't they? Yeah, very good, very good. Nice work. I'm actually a bit ashamed of that one.
1: Yeah, well, listen, you don't need to be ashamed. Let's see what the public think when this goes out.
2: How have you been generally, though, Gus? Good? Good, man. I, I feel pretty all right. I feel pretty okay. I feel a uh, nice weekend, little chilled vibes. Went to a nice... Uh, so I've done three summer fates in three weekends. Why? I quite enjoy the summer fates. I'm starting to think about... I've, two of them, I've, I've gone because they're local to me, one we've had to travel for. Because um, my sister. You
1: travelled for a summer fate?
2: <laughs> it was my niece's. She was very excited that
1: I was going. Okay, okay, but well, that's actually quite sweet, and you've made it yeah. like an absolute prick there. So well done. Um, I,
2: but I quite enjoyed the, the, the summer fate. I enjoyed the sort of razzmatazz and the sort of low levelness of it. I lo- enjoy like people getting really excited about a tombola or naming a tiger or something like that. I, th- I think. It's How so much cool. do you engage with the summer fate? What do you mean? In what sense? Well.
1: Uh, Fate is like they've got loads of stalls, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I was, uh, didn't uh, work uh, on the stall,
1: but I was like, I, I chatted to people that were there. I played the tournament. Yeah, but what I mean is like, if you go, you play, so you play the stuff?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. What about you when you're, you're at one? I, cu- I couldn't even tell you the last time I went to a summer fate.
2: You're joking, why? I don't know. Oh, don't man, notice. you're missing out on a real. I, th- I think there's something really quite blessed and sort of lovely about summer fate. You think so? Yeah. It's, I'd say 97% of people there are really enjoying themselves. Right.
1: I have been to them in the past when the kids were into it. I used to go and, and then we'd like to spend 10 quid on trying to kick a ball into a hole for a stuffed toy that's worth 50p.
2: <laughs> there is quite a lot of old tat there and stuff. I've got to say yeah, that Tom Bowler like- was a bit sad looking this year, but yeah. I brought 15 tickets, didn't even get close to winning. Really? So, yeah. I just think this is something... I think it's something quite sweet and sort of like... It's one of the things I'm... Probably one of my top five things that I'm proudest of about this country. What is? Summer Fates. That's one of the top five things? I think if... I think one of the things that we should do is actually sort of publicise quite how lovely they are. Uh,
1: All right, let's do it now. Tom, talk me me through a Summer Fate and why it's good.
2: A Summer Fate, I think, it enhances a local area. It will show you all the best people that you could have. It shows you that, yeah, you might have had a bottle of Pinot Grigio in the back of your fridge for six to eight months and never even thought of it, but if you stick that on a table with some old lex deodorant in a package and some other bits of crud, it actually becomes a tombola that you have a queue of up to 15 to 20 people all day long trying to win the old shit that you don't want anymore. Yeah, You can turn a goal into maybe something bigger than the biggest football game of all time. Oh, let me tell you, this time I was watching a mass of people trying to get past what was a pretty incredible young goalkeeper and a five-side goal. And the moment that a kid scored, the whole place just went crazy. Yeah. It's a place where dads can have a ice-cold glass of Fosters and mums can sit back on an ice-cold glass of Pims. It's a cherished moment where a woman who, maybe for no fault of her own, has lost lost her place in society but then hustles together some uh, Rice Krispie squares and some cupcakes and all of a sudden is the bell of the ball and carried aloft on people's shoulders throughout the village stroke township. It's a happy place and there's no sadness there. And for maybe just one afternoon, your troubles just get well down a drain and a river runs through it. Okay, we're, you're not doing your closing <laughs> bit, you know that, right? Yeah, no, that was, that
1: yeah. My ode to summer fades. Yeah. It's a really nice ode, which I think we all heard. Uh, you yourself lose interest in about midway through there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, I'd love right. to see you go to one. Okay, well, why don't we go to one together? We can That'd make it fun. another. I'll make it another one of our things that um we never. Mate, end up doing.
2: I'm I'm going to rattle through these things with us. I think that we're both getting you know, our father time is catching up on both of us and these little, when do you uh, think, when
1: do you think, when do you think we'll bring this podcast to an end? Like like in your, do you have a life plan?
2: Well, in, as my life or the podcast life?
1: Well, I assume that the podcast and your life are sort of intertwined. Yeah. I think I'll degree. keep on doing
2: this until sort of like I'm Weasley sitting in an old people's home. You'll, you'll probably sort of fly up in quite a sort of snazzy sort of one, I'd imagine.
1: Do you ever think about when you might die? Wow.
2: Well, yeah, I do actually quite a lot.
1: I do, yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, listen, I know this is supposed to be a, a light-hearted podcast, but... Did, how often... How many times a week does it worry you, roughly? Do you it doesn't worry me. It doesn't ever worry me. Really? No. It doesn't ever worry me. Are you joking? No. What? It doesn't... I think about it, but it doesn't worry me. I'm not worried about dying. Are you, that is
2: probably the bravest thing you've ever said. Are you genuinely not worried about dying? I I'm, I'm
1: I'm worry about I'm not, it all no. the
2: time. I'm worried, but yeah, for other people, for the other people, but also for me.
1: No, I I'm not worried about that. This, is that is that a morbid thing to say? No, I, I, look, I think about death a lot. I think about. I death. do too. I do too. Okay, yeah. let's get into this. So yeah, and, and how often how often do you think you're thinking about? Like, do you think about it every day?
2: At least twice a day. Yeah. At least yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think about. I think I do so well. well. in my quiet moments. I think uh, you know it will certainly always sort of run through my mind. And I feel this sort of cold sadness. I think as well, it's just. I I, I think more about yeah, like Grace, more, yeah, Catherine, my parents. Yeah, yeah,
1: I do. I do worry about that. I've got to be honest with you. I do. The main thing that I worry about is not so much Lisa because she'll remarry within six months. But uh, what I what I do worry about is I worry about the children because like yeah. you know, they're too young uh, for that to happen. But. Um, I occasionally have really mad thoughts like like okay this is I'm actually almost scared to say this right but I'm gonna tell you now Oh God this is so so I I occasionally have irrational thoughts that really do take hold right, right okay so I'm gonna tell you this now I never told you this there was a strong part of me who thought I was gonna die on this travel show that I went on recently you know when yeah. I was away for a few weeks yeah, yeah I, I just I just sort of like. I got it into my head that something was gonna. Ha- I d- I don't know why, man. And but like, did
2: that then just like, did that play a part of that whole trip? No,
1: like no, like like I was, com- like look, I don't want to make you think I was thinking it the whole time. But there was part of me that every now and again, is this the maddest thing that I've ever said? I I I'm actually sort of slightly embarrassed for saying it loud, But like, I I, I sort of, I, I sort of there's part of me that thought, oh, I might. We did like a couple of bits where we climbed up somewhere, and I thought, oh, this might be. And
2: <laughs> God. Like like when you know a soap character's or a character in a film yeah. gonna die. And yeah. then you're like, Oh shit, is this when he's gonna die? Oh no, it's not yeah. That. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I've yeah. I've had times when I've genuinely worried oh this is it. This is this is the thing that's gonna kill me. Well
1: you might worried about, about one with
2: them. with my weight, that's what that's one of the reasons I started right, losing right. weight big time.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I do. I do. Anyway, the point is, I realised that was a bit like I, I, like what happened was, I, I think things like that, I'm easily suggestible, right? So, once I, so once I have a thought like that, it, it's not that difficult for it to hook. Do you know what I mean? So, it, it, I, I just thought of it when I was going away. I don't know why. And then, and then a couple of times during that trip, I thought, well, maybe I will. I, 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 it's mad, isn't it? Right, like, I'm it not, it's making, I'm, I'm making it sound like I was like really like freaked out during the trip. I wasn't. I, I, but like, you know, a couple of times I thought, oh, maybe this, maybe this will be the moment. But I, I find know. it
2: mad that you, you're you not like, I know it's that, like, and it's probably quite a good way to be. But I, 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 I fear it quite a lot. I fear, okay. death in general, I fear, fear like that as a thing. I, you know, I, I think it's such a sort of like it's such a final thing as you know what it's one of the things that when i chat to you know when you talk to people religious who are really you know and i was sort of in and out of sort of being brought up as a catholic or whatever but i actually find it really sort of when i talk to anyone who believes that there's an afterlife i sort of always think yeah and i'd love to think that that was I i sort of just think if nothing else for religion that's a pretty cool thing that you believe, even if it's not true, that you can go into your sort of scariest moments and you're sort of the last beats of your life and think, well, actually, this isn't it. And you have that much faith. I actually find that pretty, pretty, pretty incredible.
1: Well, I actually like, because the thing is, is that um, I think the reason I don't worry about it is like, even if, so I think, God, this is such, so, is this too, should we be talking? Anyway, it doesn't matter. We talk about whatever, don't we? So either, to me, either of those options is fine. Right. So what I mean is, if there is an afterlife, that's great. Right. That would be amazing. If there isn't an afterlife, that's also fine, isn't it? Because you just you just won't be conscious
2: of anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, but why would like you 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 you
1: you weren't in a horrible space before you were born, were you?
2: No. But my thing is a bit like right. What's more exciting than looking forward to a holiday? Right. Like all year round, you're going. Oh right, yeah. We're going to go to Portugal this summer. So if yeah. you if you spend your whole life thinking at the end it isn't just the end, yeah. you are there's essentially a lovely big holiday at the end of it, and you're just going to go yeah. sort of spend eternity, even if it's not true. But if if you're like, if you could look at the the people your loved ones as you as you leave this mortal coil and just give them a little nod and wink and go oh, I'm something something better, I think it's it's reassuring for them, and I think it's reassuring for you, and I think there's just a nicer so whilst there's a lot of stuff with religion and and, and whatever that I don't necessarily agree with or, you know, I I, I find that sort of, the comfort in that quite nice. Mm. Quite
1: reassuring. Do
2: you believe in an afterlife?
1: I don't know. I'm doing this question. I don't know. I mean, one of my problems is, is like, I don't understand how heaven, like, I can't even successfully figure out how to cater a dinner party that, meets everybody's requirements i mean like what 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 is the food what is what music are they playing do you know what I mean like even you and i wouldn't agree
2: yeah but it's the same as earth right you're gonna have different it's not like you know me and you could both go out to heaven and like you know I don't know, like four thousand years i'm bowling about uh i'm out with gabriel and some others and i come out of a bar you really, and you
1: really think gabriel's gonna knock about <laughs> with you I don't know, I'm a bit
2: of a cat. That was, is, that, is, that
1: the, is that the social circles you think you're going to be knocking about in?
2: Yeah, it? after 4,000 years, i hope to sort of like worm my way up a little bit. So I sort of, Gabrielle's Gabriel's, or Gabriel's like not one of the big names either. Yeah, right? I think you'd like it if you pronounce his name correctly there. <laughs> well, i probably had it, like, you know, would be there. Well, I, I, I,
1: I could imagine you knocking about
2: with Gabrielle and Gabrielle actually, because you like her stuff, don't you? I do actually, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, can, we, I come out of a bar and then you're there. And you're chatting to a couple of other people. I'm like, oh fucking know. I haven't seen you. So tell life. me what the tell me what the bar's like. Well, it's like probably made out of clouds and stuff. Yeah, like, okay.
1: What 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 drinks are they serving?
2: Uh I'd imagine some sort of like ice lager sort of thing. Everything sort of you know. And sort of I mean, it depends. I mean <laughs> In your mind, I think heaven's whatever you want it to be. In some sense. right? Okay. Think, so, so, so are we
1: are we saying that like whatever drink you want, that bar will serve? Yeah, I
2: think it's like literally, it's all your heart desires, right?
1: Okay. And then and then what happens? Like, what music are they playing in this bar?
2: Well, I think probably it's, let's just say it's a Tuesday, so it's probably I don't know, like Frank Sinatra's doing a little turn, and then. Two like oh, If I oh, jump so it's up. all
1: live it's all live performance.
2: Yeah, cause, mate, it'd be awful if it was at live performances. You've got all the old oh, greats are up there, like all the okay, best but, singers.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. But like, I, I don't. It, okay, but if there was a two pack and Frank Sinatra night going on down the end of my road, I wouldn't go to that. <laughs> well,
2: so yeah, what, but what? that's why you wouldn't be in the bar. I'm coming out of the bar and you're outside. I'm like, hello, mate, and you're like, oh, you're in there, where you've been or snobby, so, like you can't be. Although you haven't really so, changed. Quite, what? You're quite a
1: bitchy, aren't you, for someone that thinks he's going to get straight into heaven? <laughs> you haven't changed a bloody bit in
2: 4,000 years. Oh, Gabriel, this is so on, I gave you all this. So, hold on. What the fuck? I won't have seen you for 4,000 years. No, that's what I'm saying. Heaven's so big, right? Like, I haven't bumped
1: into you. Yeah, but I'm hold like... on a minute. Oh, no, hold on a fucking minute, though. If we died, you're telling me... You... By the way, let's just, let's just talk about what you've said has happened. We're both dead, right? Yeah. Okay. 4,000 years you've been up there right, and before you bump into me, and that's by fucking accident. See, so you're no. not,
2: <laughs> I don't know where you're going to be, I'm like, is he, you know... Yeah, but fucking
1: ask around, like, like in four, listen, I, I fucking, you fancy I,
2: yourself, uh... mate, everyone who's ever died is up there, and I'm told yeah, about 4, going, oh, has 000... anyone seen my mesh? Yeah. 4, I probably would say 000. that, but I don't know who's dead first. If I've died first, and I'm up there, I'm not going to, I don't know how long, yeah, 4,000 years by the way, in heaven years, is literally like fucking 10 years here. What are you talking about? Why, yeah.
1: why, why, would, why would time even be a thing up there?
2: Exactly, mate. It's not a thing. It's like 4,000 years literally just flies by because no one has jobs. It's like everyone just like 4,000 years
1: flies by because nobody has jobs. Are no, they, yeah, I so mean... you're
2: just enjoying life. Right, okay. You can
1: literally spend, like, ages just skipping and laughing. Yeah. Do you know the number of times I hear unemployed people saying, doesn't
2: time fly? No, but it's different because there's no use Honestly. for money. Everything in heaven's free. Yeah, I know. I right? So you could just turn around and go, oh, bloody hell, I fancy like some asparagus and like banana leaves, right? <laughs> that's, your, that's your
1: go-to fantasy thing? Are you talking about me? Is that you no, talking, I'm talking about, about me? you, yeah, yeah. That's and my it, ultimate fantasy <laughs> thing, but what am I doing with banana leaves?
2: Wrapping them around is but like, I don't know what you guys do with them. <laughs> right, and then all of a sudden, you've just got like, it's just there for you. And then you could just sprint as fast as you want because, you know, you never get out of breath. So, yeah, I mean, it's, but you've got to think how many clouds there are. Right, So you could just be in a whole different cloud dimension and then you've just like basically ended up where I am because I'm sort of, and you're like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, you know, bloody I didn't know you'd be here, so come in old Frank Sinatra and Tupac are singing tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) You mate, you haven't even changed, Gabriel, this is probably the best guy I know, Romesh Ranganathan. And Gabriel were, (laughs) I've heard of you, young Ranganathan. So what is Santa Gabriel? What, I don't understand what's happened there. <laughs>
1: no, he's just got that same sort of voice. It's he's got the same voice as yeah. Santa and every creepy old man that you've ever done.
2: <laughs> and then you you like, have a different pair of trainers for every day.
1: It'd be amazing. Here's a question
2: for you. Yeah. Because um, I watched
1: that um, Coco. Did you watch that film, the Disney film,
2: Pixar? No, no, I've seen it
1: yet. So all of the people in heaven they are was that the, the one about a singer yeah you know oh, that remember me yeah, yeah, yeah remember me yeah, yeah. Remember me. yeah, yeah I, I love that song yeah, um, pretty... anyway whenever they're whenever they go to heaven they are the age that they die at if that makes sense so there's one woman that dies like the dies much older and then she's knocking about with her grandmother but her grandmother died when she's much younger so the grandmother's like a 20 year old and the Grandda- great-granddaughters, like 90 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Which, and that got me thinking, like, if you could pick an age that you'd be in heaven for eternity,
2: what would it be? Maybe 30, 31. Mm, I think that's what I'd go for. I think a little bit of a wise You know what you've you been talking about? You know one of the things I've just, Have you ever seen a film? I think it's called Carousel, Oklahoma. It's like an old musical. It's called Carousel or Oklahoma. It's called Carousel, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, it's called Carousel. Right. Yeah. So this it's a really beautiful piece and it's about this. Sometimes I this this is carried on that dark vein. Um, I sometimes I remember watching that as a film as a kid becoming like, you know, it's like slightly obsessed with it. And sometimes I think that basically the ghost of the dad comes back and he watches with an angel and he watches sort of his kid growing up and his wife sort of moved on with a new bloke and he sort of goes back to make sure they're happy. And it's sort of, it's quite sad and quite morbid, but also quite happy in a way. I think that's the one Mm -hmm. thing I, once I I pass, I'd like to just be able to pop back and just make sure that Catherine and Grace are doing okay. That's the only thing I'd say. Like, just do it once. Just say that, you know.
1: How long are you giving Catherine before you sort of feel alright about her um getting with someone
2: else? To be fair, I think as long as she's happy, I think no, that's, that's really yeah. As long as it's a good, good, a good person for her and a good father, father whatever, for for Grace, then yeah, that's, mm, that's, really that's all lovely. you can hope for, isn't it?
1: Okay, I I strongly suspect we're going to have to put a trigger warning on this podcast. <laughs> but um, anyway, we've gone down this road. It's my fault. I hold myself almost completely responsible for what's happened there.
0: Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for
1: up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Should we do some emails?
2: Yeah, let's do it, baby. Uh, Let's do
1: it. Okay this is from the anxious antelope uh and it says thanks for picking this email i'm looking for a bit of advice for context i've just graduated my undergraduate and about to start my master what is an undergraduate by the way that's just a regular degree okay so before you've graduated you're an undergraduate well hold up. so that means you can just go to university without graduating and still be an undergraduate No, no 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 while you're studying the course you're an undergraduate All right and then you graduate. Okay, cool. Okay?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. For context, I've just graduated my undergraduate and about to start my master's. My undergraduate degree is funded, but because of COVID, I lived at home and commuted until my final year because I wanted to experience the city a bit. I mean, the people that were at uni during COVID, man. Oof. Dear Lord. That's cool. When I moved out, when I moved out for my final year, I said to my job, uh, which is based where my parents live, that I was moving out to experience uni and really have enjoyed working there, but we'll be moving home soon and would love to come back if they had any opportunity. When I left, I was doing some supervising. I think I got offered this role because I helped so much through COVID, doing food deliveries, looking after my boss's child, even picking up my boss on nights out, and just being willing to help with whatever was needed. I've come back and the supervisor role was no longer available. I was totally fine with it, being quite relieved, to be honest, because there's a lot of pressure for a 20-year-old student to run a restaurant service at the weekends. Anyway, they filled the role with a middle-aged woman who's an absolute bully. The person treats all the other girls like shit while flirting with the boys nonstop. It's unbearable. Fucking, I think she works with Lisa. Constantly swearing us and telling us we're lazy if she catches us stopping for one second. While she sits and does her makeup, takes twenty fag breaks a day. It's hard to. Ex- yeah, this is her. It's hard to explain without making this email too long. I genuinely think my boss doesn't see this side to her. Anyway, I brought this up to my boss, who brushed it under the rug. It came to a breaking point when she shouted at me and my young sister for doing nothing. We were taking a drinks order. I tried to calmly tell her that, but she walked away. So I found her and said, it's okay. I said, we were taking a drinks order. We weren't doing nothing in a harsh tone like the one she used with me. She then got me and said, you can't speak to me and shout at me like that in front of customers. I told her I didn't shout at her. I spoke to her. She spoke to me all day and I fucking had enough of it. And customers will not have heard. I walked away and clocked out of my shift four hours after I was due to finish. I told my boss in the heat that I'd had enough. I wouldn't be back. I only had another week left there because I'd already handed in my notice because of that manager. Anyway, I haven't texted since. The problem is this. Uh, I hate conflict. I know I'm a good person. This woman isn't a good person. I've seen it time and time again, but I'm upset that I've not finished my shift and I'm being made to fill in the wrong. But I can't keep seeing this woman bully me and other females there I actually quite like my boss, but I'm disappointed they're not doing anything about this bully. My sister all quit. Now, four girls have quit in the past month because of this woman. Just sad that three, work, three years working somewhere have come to this kind of an end. The anxiety it's caused is unreal. I feel like I can't attend this place as a customer. Sorry for the length of this. I'd really appreciate this podcast. And all of your advice... Tommy day.
2: So I mean sadly I think in life you have uh people and you have places that for a short time or maybe for a longer time can be very, very important. Um and then through no reason of your own or you know through whatever, however the stars align, they can change and, and things shift quite significantly. Um I think that sometimes that's really sad and sometimes i think it, it's like sort of quite numbing to think of somewhere you've enjoyed being and, and and sort of had such good times and cherished memories can sort of become somewhere that becomes sort of so negative but i think it's also worth saying that that's kind of just sort of i kind of think it's the thing that sort of makes up the tapestry of life i i, I sometimes look back at sort of pubs i've drunk in and people i've drunk with and people have been around and sort of there's times where I fondly remember those places and but then I just sort of remember why I stopped going there or why I stopped talking to that person and not that always clouds every memory but there's usually just just a reason why you've sort of had to trot on and sort of move on to, to the next place so whilst it you know there's some part of you because you, you seem like a sort of decent person that probably wants some sort of decent ending. I think you've done a really, really brave thing anyway by actually calling out this person and her behavior because she sounds like an unreasonable and not very nice human being. And I think actually she'll probably go through life, a lot of life feeling, being that person because probably underneath it all, she's not very happy herself and and sort of garnered some kind of happiness from making those around her feel quite small. So you're never probably ever going to get any sort of closure there, and I think for your boss, you know, maybe five, ten, four thousand years in the future, you might bump into them, and uh, you could, um, you could have a chat with them and, and be honest and, and, and sort of say how you felt. But they're probably blind to it. And you know, if I'm honest, the, the trade in which they're working is a very difficult one at the moment. So if he's got a lot of temporary staff, he's probably trying to hang on to the sort of, you know, he's probably sort of blinded by, you know, someone who's sort of shown him a bit of. Uh, yeah, not law test and work, but but yeah, but they've been there for him. So I wouldn't judge them too hard harshly on that. Um, but yeah, I think I think your your future is a bright one, and I think you could look back at the happy times and cherish those memories. Um, but yeah, sometimes in life it's time to just move on. On.
1: Um, thank you very much for your email, Anxious Antelope, and I'm sorry that you've had such a hard time. I'm sorry that your work situation has ended the way it has. Um what I would say to you is this uh, if you carry on feeling upset about how this has ended the only person it's damaging is you and I think that like I've been in situations uh in fact you know I've been in situations recently where I feel like I've been hard done by uh or I feel like somebody sort of um been a bit harsh and I actually think that um your desire to get closure on this in the way that you find satisfying uh, will eat you up. And so actually what I think you need to do, and I know this is is, is quite a difficult piece of advice, but this is not your responsibility. Uh, you've walked away from it. Congratulations. You no longer ever have to go back there ever again. That is a gift. So I would suggest you that you don't ever go back there. If people are leaving that workplace, they deserve it. And that is good. Because hopefully either, uh, well, look, hopefully that will change their behaviour, ideally. So, um, I know this isn't amazing advice, but what I would say is, is that this is no longer your problem and you need to release yourself completely, uh, from feeling any kind of connection with that place at all. And I would like, uh, just practice that, you know, think about just try not to give a shit anymore. This is not your thing. You've walked away. That's it. You feel like an injustice has been done, but you've got your revenge. You've got your closure by leaving they've lost you and they've lost other people as well. So that's what they deserve. So um, I guess I'm I'm suggesting that you let it go. As difficult or as easy as that might be, that's what you've got to do, in my opinion. Um, I wish you the very best of luck, uh, Anxious Antelope. And if it makes you feel any better, I'm feeling slightly anxious about the quality of the advice I've just given you there. So good luck. Take care of yourself.
2: It was beautiful Uh, advice from a beautiful human
1: being. Thank you. Okay. this email, the, our email address has got like is riddled with just fucking just crap. So, like for every actual email from a listener, there is there's like four like job things and like adverts and shit like that. I don't want the What have you been signing on. up to, then? I've not been signing up to anything. I don't understand. I, I only log on to this to see the emails. That's so, crazy. yeah. Thank you for your accusatory tone straight away. By the way. Um, I know it's difficult, you know, all of the weight that you bear of the email admin. <laughs> I can you don't even know the fucking login, do you? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but this, I thought Lisa was doing it. She didn't do it this week. I did it. I, ca- I can't be away
2: and tell her to do the emails. It's mad. I was just that this idea of her just sitting there with a really lovely hot cup of tea and a sort of three hobnobs and sort of like giggling and sort of like reading or emotionally reading them and just thinking here's, this, here's
1: the thing about lisa she doesn't really eat biscuits really
2: yeah i well, actually She's thinking about tr- it
1: when we came around your house at time, she did i ate nearly all the biscuits well that, yeah i mean that that was um i would say that she didn't eat biscuits that day because of a lack of opportunity rather than she didn't want any
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, alex and me were going head to head on who could eat
1: more. most yeah you were yeah i mean you were it's like a fucking tornado had gone through the snack cupboard after you'd come around Anyway, this is <laughs> this is from the Empty Goldfish Bowl. Hi, Ramesh and Tom. Big listener of the podcast. It keeps me company at home while working and always helps to cheer me up, make me laugh. Your two's friendship and the way you view the world makes me so happy. Here's my issue. Uh, I was in a long marriage, but it didn't work out as the other half was really toxic. I've been single for a long time and started looking about a year ago. I've had several matches. These never work out and nearly always because a person meets someone better and, or doesn't see a future. I don't like the wording of that anyway, no, the exhaustion no. of going through all the apps to find anyone normal and not wanting to send a picture of their dick I, I never asked for is overwhelming. I have a good job and wonderful kids, but I can't f- f- help but feel empty all the time. I just want to find someone who actually wants me and that loves me. It's not that I need a relationship to define me. It's just that I want to be someone's person. After the most recent dumping dumping for someone I really liked who instead connected with someone else so backed out, I feel totally empty. How can I ever start to believe someone will want me when all that happens when I open up is start to feel something, I get rejected? People say the right one will come along. Honestly, I'm starting to think that maybe some people are just meant to be left on their own. I'm nearly 40, and I would say I'm below average looks. I'm funny, I can hold a conversation, but that really holds their attention so long. Do you think I should give up looking now and just focus on something else? Uh, sorry to unload this sack of emotions on you, the empty goldfish bowl. Uh,
2: Tommy. The empty goldfish bowl. Um, I find this so heartbreaking so sad and actually, sort of um like i thought yeah like it's such a difficult thing i think when you're when you feel the way you do and, and and you've come out of quite a toxic relationship and you've come out and i think you know as someone i've been through you know past relationships where you when you, you carry those scars you know onwards into sort of more healthy relationships sometimes and that can be so difficult um i think it's worth saying that actually, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not thoroughly I know I've got friends who've met people on these apps and and seem to be very happy. But I think it's worth sort of saying. that like, I think sometimes they're just not for everyone. I think they they feel that sometimes actually it's almost like a sort of fast food way of dating and and giving up on relationships and giving up on people and also spread betting, which I just don't think is necessarily a healthy thing when you when you're trying to find. The right person sort of like you know seeing more than one person and I'm not, I'm not saying that you know you sort of meet someone that's it you've got to commit but i just think if if you were having sort of a conversation with someone and you're quite enjoying their their company and they were enjoying yours and all of a sudden they've gone off with someone else i think that's just that's a douchebag move on their part so um i, I you seem like you you're a very sweet decent person and you've got a lot to give and it feels like life's maybe and you a, a few tough shots and I don't think it's worth giving up on on love or, or finding someone that you can settle down with and see out your days. I just think that maybe when the time's right, that person comes along. Like I I think I've said yeah. on here before, you know, when I met Catherine, it was a, a long term relationship was the last thing I was looking for at that time and, and vice versa. Neither of us were looking at that time. We, but, you know, we bumped into each other and, and that's that's how everything progressed and started. And I think Maybe just uh, taking a break from from that, and and maybe just getting out. And it's not for everyone, like you know. But joining some sort of you know maybe a club or, or somewhere that you can actually get out and chat to people. And you know, if you if you're someone who has a joke and has a laugh, let people see you sort of shine, and be yourself, and and yeah. But I do wish you well, and I like genuinely like you know, Listening to your email, there's I, I, I found quite quite sad actually just like I say because you, you seem right. Like you've got a lot to give so I, I wish you well and uh, all the uh, best
1: great advice Tommy D um actually what you said there I've actually read a little bit about that um since people have been getting on hinge and like whatever actually what happens is they have a more disposable attitude towards relationships so like when they meet people they're giving people less of a chance because these apps are making them feel like there's an infinite number of people out there that they can sort of link up with. So, um, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. Uh, empty goldfish bowl. People are not leaving you for people that are better. Um, if that's what they choose to do, that's what they choose to do. But what I, you know, I strongly believe that, um, if you break up with someone, it's because, you know, it wasn't meant to be, you know, like that is whenever you break up, that is a good thing really, because you're not supposed to be with that person it's a a positive thing, even if it doesn't feel it at the time. Um, And the other thing I would say is, um, every single person that's in a long term relationship uh, has been in relationships that have failed. And the, the hard thing about being in a relationship is, you have to hope that this relationship works when every single one you've been in before has broken up, you know, and that is the roll of the dice that we all have to do. And you may feel it's happened to you more than the average person. And that might be true. But the fact of the matter is that doesn't mean you should give up. I do agree with Tom in that when you start thinking that no, there is nobody for you and how do you find somebody, you then start to place too much uh, importance on that. And the fact of the matter is, you know, even if you were somebody who wasn't supposed to be with anyone, that is also okay. But the the fact of the matter is, is that um, I think if you continue to live with your, your life and, you you know, you look for these opportunities where you can, um, I think that it uh, will you, come good. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, we all have to make our decisions about who we're going to end up being with. And, you know, I do agree that these apps kind of make commitment uh, more difficult, or they certainly make people feel less likely to commit. Um, but don't let that put you off. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that there is somebody out there for you. Um, and don't lose hope of that. And if you want to be in a relationship, eventually at some point you will be. Um, but what I would love to stress is that being in a relationship isn't the be-all and end-all of life. Do you know what I mean? So, um, look, I wish you the very best of luck. Um, do not allow empirical evidence, you know, these relationships where these people, these fucking people have moved on or whatever. Fuck them. Do you know what I mean? That Don't let that, that the, the, the very least you can do for yourself is not allow that to affect your self esteem. And I know that's difficult, but you absolutely shouldn't allow that. Those people have decided to do whatever they've decided to do. They weren't right for you. There is somebody right for you and you will find that person. So best of luck with that. I I, I mean, it from the bottom of my heart, I really feel for you because that it sounded like you're in a bad place. And I hope you get out of that very, very quickly. Okay, let's do a very quick one. This is just like a, a thing that I want to ask your opinion on very quickly. Dear Wolf and Al, alongside many people, I love the podcast. Thank you for making Wednesdays the highlight of my week. I come forth with one request. Can we please get a Fantasy Premier League for the 23-24 season? We'd love to be able to compete in the same league as you guys and other Wolf and Al fanatics. Tom Davis, well, do, you want uh, this to be another, do you want this to be another unkept promise? Uh, I would love a shoot? Wolf
2: and Al special league. Uh, but you, I mean do you think you, the thing is right? I play very very seriously Romesh you you dip your toe in don't you you're not a,
1: you well I chose it, an initial team and then I just left it yeah that's why
2: yeah but you, I, think you, I think I'd love to do that but I'm not going to just do it and then Romesh is bottom and you know I think he's got to show a little bit of due diligence if we to do one but I think it would be fun okay let's do it We're are you definitely commit. out for it I'm in I'm in wow okay so this is it um, wow, I'm actually quite excited. Um, from... yeah, you, you, yeah, it's a weird reaction from you, there. That was. Um, uh, so yeah, there should be a war for now, special league. Um, uh, there'll be a prize for the winner of the league.
1: Um, no, no, no. This what?
2: I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, you know, a night out with me and you. No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly think I actually think nobody benefits from that prize. Okay. Okay. Because what'll uh, happen is both you and I will will have an evening with a stranger, and that stranger will leave thinking less of us than they did before they came. Okay. To okay. What? We'll, we'll think about a prize, right? Um, I do, I, look, I agree with you. There probably should be a prize for the league. Okay. Should we do prize for top five, depending on that? Yeah, okay. People take a top five prize. If there's oh, only yeah. five people in the league. That's <laughs> fucking insane. But
2: I don't know how many. People, but maybe then we could do. There could be like a spin-off war for now, once a month. Well, how about, how,
1: about, how about we just try and manage the, the, this league, all right, before we start talking about fucking spin-offs? We can barely do the bloody podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's very exciting. So yeah. Yeah, it's um, really
1: exciting. Tom is actually genuinely excited. And, and, well, that and the mukbang uh, episode. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, we need mukbang suggestions of what you think we should eat, bearing in mind that I'm vegan, but do get in touch. Uh, we're going to eat a lot of food on the mukbang episode. Yeah. So
2: uh, only oh, it'll be uh, a ten-minute a... long one, probably. Actually, no, it'll probably be longer because you eat quite slowly, don't you? I eat for... I don't eat slowly, but I... I don't
1: know how long it'll be. But anyway, listen, we're going to do. we we probably do... Tom and I need to discuss this separately. I'm not convinced by the mukbang episode, but let's see. Uh, but we are going to do a Premier League. Tom's going to Tom's going to um... you're going to administrate that, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'll run it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Hopeful grasshopper, thank you so much for your email. Uh, Tom, it's about that yeah. time, my G. Do me the honour of taking us out.
2: Hmm. A parrot sat on the pirate's shoulder and he gazed across the sea. Day after day and night after night being surrounded by booze hounds, quaffing but rum and talking of stealing treasures sometimes become, t- became tiresome. But everyone rejoiced and loved him. He was the only parrot-stroke bird who lived on the ship. Then one day they pulled up on a desert island and the parrot flew off the pirate captain's shoulder and into the jungle. As he flew around he heard some squawking that sounded familiar, familiar almost like a squawking that he heard when he squawked himself. And he flew down and indeed sitting there was a little gaggle of other parrots. He sat with them and said, hey, how are you all doing? And they were like, oh, hey, man, how are you? And he was sort of telling them about his life on the pirate ships, how incredible it was. Trouble is, the longer he sat there, the more he actually missed the pirate captain and the trunks and the weirdos that he'd become surrounded with. Sitting around with all the other pirates, he just realised sitting there he was just another parrot. He flew back and went to the moorings, uh, where the pirate ship had sat and it wasn't there anymore. They'd left without him. Sadly, the parrot just sucked it up and then he flew back to all the other parrots. And week after week and month after month and year after year, he sat with the parrots and his life became more tiresome, until one day he heard a familiar sound. It was old Captain Jack. His Pirate captain. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And he flew up to him. And he said, squawk, 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 which meant in parrot language, hey, do you remember me? Lucky enough, the pirate was uh, fluent in parrot language. And he stroked his parrot friend and said, where did you go? What happened? He said, when we landed here many years ago, I flew off because I thought I might be able to find a better world where people understood (laughs) me more. But actually... Everything that I had in life and the life that I was leading on that boat was as good as any life that I could have wished for. I've missed you, old friend. And the parrot said, I've also missed you too. And he took him back on the boat and everyone rejoiced. And as they drove away and rum was cracked and laughter was roared, the parrot looked back at the forest and the jungle and thought, you know what? All that glistens is not gold. Oh, hold up. That doesn't make much sense. The grass is always greener on the other side. And he smiled to himself and thought, You know what? I'll never leave the shoulder again. Yeah, so it's well, that's a sort really of a, nice, man. It's an old proverb, really. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's an old it, proverb. You
1: get the meaning of do it. Do I get well? I'm not sure that you do, if I'm being honest. It's quite a nice tale, though. I just, yeah, yeah. it's a nice tale, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was nice to discover how it was going as you did. <laughs> um. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Hopeful Grasshopper, for giving us the idea of setting up a Premier League. Um, We will see you next time. Uh, I listened to a song recently that I really liked and I've forgotten how good it was. JT, can you play us out with a little bit of Teddy Picker by the Arctic Monkeys? Guys, take care of yourselves. Much love and rejoice. Bye-bye, friends. Yeah, okay, good. Thank you. Thank God. Uh, All right, bye-bye. Take care, bye-bye.